0: Hello and welcome to Talking on Purpose with Tori. This is the internet show where we talk about all things related to church growth, communication and social media. I am your host, Tori, and I am so glad you're here. If you were with me last week, you know that we started a conversation which ended up being an introspective discussion, reflection, and it tossed me into a, a space of realizing that I needed to acknowledge some things, and that was one limiting beliefs. So if you are not believing God for all the things that he can do for with and through you, today's episode is right up your alley. Please make sure you stay till the end, share this episode with a friend or two, and let's let's jump in. Dropping f-bombs. Are you cursing yourself? I know the title may have been a little misleading because you thought that I was going to come up in here and start slewing all types of inexplic inexplicatives, explicitives. I was going to cuss somebody out, but in essence, I think that we do that without using the words that we find so derogatory and we can't, not supposed to say those things. And those four F-bombs that I'm going to refer to in today's session is fatigue frustration, famine or famished, and failure. Those are the F-bombs that we can succumb to, and it becomes a limiting belief if we don't realize that we can fight, stay focused, and have the faith that God will help us overcome any of our emotional distress issues, be it physically or mentally. Last week's video about limiting belief, how are we limiting, how are our limiting beliefs affecting the church, that really began a discussion and introspective dive into what am I doing? What am I thinking? And I got a lot of emails from each of you. Thank you so much. And I I have enjoyed the conversations that we're having. So the limiting belief, this is becoming a series. And within this series, we're going to discuss the topics one by one, the things that we generally believe and don't even understand are limiting our power. They limit God's work within us because we believe that we cannot do something, even if it's with God, that God is not powerful enough to be able to work through us and to have these things succeed. So I want to turn your attention to Ephesians chapter four, specifically verse one, but know that I like to uh, give a little bit of context as far as reading a full passage. The apostle Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus. He sent a letter because of all the things that they were going through. However, I believe that obviously this letter can be used for our daily practice, for our uh, mental maturity, our spiritual growth. So, I will have it on the screen, but if you have your Bible and you prefer a specific translation, please, by all means, use that. I am going to use the Amplified Bible for this particular passage. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. So I, this is Paul talking, so I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. With all humility, forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control, with patience, bearing with one another in unselfish love, make every effort to keep the oneness of the Spirit and the bond of peace, each individual working together to make the whole successful. That's a whole message right there, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior, a life that expresses the gratitude to God, for our salvation. So dropping those F-bombs, fatigue, famish, frustration, failure, we can start depending on the Holy Spirit to really be our guides, but if we are focused on the famine or us being famished, that's a limiting belief of the Holy Spirit and of God, and we won't be able to be used effectively. That's an F-bomb, a limiting belief. F-bomb number two is the fatigue. I don't know about you, but I get tired of folks sometimes. I'll be honest. I get some, ooh, whoa, whoa some, ooh, okay. Some people will, and I don't want to say the plucking of the nerves, but you understand it is, they take so much energy out of you. The moment you step into their presence or you answer the phone or you're just emailing, doesn't matter is that person is just tiring. We can also get fatigued just from constantly going and going and going and never taking a complete rest. We can do that. It's a mental fatigue that ends up debilitating our body of its nutrients. But that fatigue, when it comes to people in ministry, if you are a pastor, if you are a Bible teacher and you have that person who is trying to understand who Jesus is and they're asking you question after question after question and they you are giving them answers, you are giving them scripture, you are praying with them and they just don't seem to get it and you get fatigued with that and that fatigue ends up being frustration. We're going to get to that F in a moment. But that fatigue of wearing you down, wearing you down, Jesus reminds us that enemy didn't come at the beginning of his fasting when he was tempted in the wilderness. He came at the end when he was vulnerable, when he was tired, when he was fatigued, famished, frustrated, and he stood firm. So believers, for those of you who are fighting the fatigue and not knowing what to do in those moments, this is that time to stand up and pray Ask God to give you some more patience. I know that's not something we normally want to pray for, but we need it in those moments. We need to exercise discipline and self-control to continue to be loving. Think about how our father, our father continues to love us even when we messed up, even when he has told us, given us directions, and we still want to do it our way. We're still disobediently walking in our flesh, forgetting that he has told us, he has called us to be his children. He has called us to do certain things. And yet, because we believe that, or we don't believe because that's a limiting belief that what God has told us isn't right. And now we're questioning what he said. Have you done that? Mm, Hallelujah. Mm. The fatigue and that mental breakdown that we have because we're not resting, we're not praying, we're not reading scripture, we're not meditating, we're not, we're not giving in to the Holy Spirit and asking for his guidance, for him to lead us into right relationship with Jesus. That is a limiting belief. When we don't give over our flesh to the Spirit and we ask God, lead me, guide me, order my steps. Let's move on to number three, the frustration, which I've already alluded to. So limiting belief number three is frustration, that there is no way out of it. Once we become frustrated, annoyed, or however we're feeling towards that person at the time, that that's all we can feel. There's no coming back from that. There's no changing direction within that. That's a limiting belief. Let that feeling pass. Take a moment, take a break. Say, you know what? Let's take five. If you're in conversation with someone, even if you're emailing or talking to them on the phone, just say, you know, hold on a second. Can you give me 30 seconds and recoup, okay? Take a moment, take a deep breath. Come back and say, okay, Lord, I need you to help me with this person who is frustrating me. Lord, I need you to help me with this thing I'm trying to figure out. Lord, I need you to help me not to be frustrated with these drivers who are driving too slow in the fast lane, hallelujah. Lord, I need your help so that I don't become frustrated and come out of character and act or do something that is ungodly. Lord, I need you. Help me to become more like Jesus in this moment so I can use it as a stepping stone and proof that you will come through when I ask, when I lean, when I pray, when I follow. Dropping F-bombs. Are you cursing yourself with the fourth F, failure? It seems so unlikely that you're going to succeed. It seems so unlikely that you are going to succeed, that you give up before you try, or you've gotten to a place where, there is no hope. You are backed into the corner. You are in the wall. There is no digging. There is no shovel. There is no pickaxe. There is nothing there. There is no one to help you. So you say, this is all lost. There's no light at the end. There is no hope in this. Hmm. I've been there so many times, so many times. And yet every One of those important moments, okay, because we have failures where it's just, okay, um, that didn't go well. But there are certain failures that I believe, not that any one thing is above the other, but there are moments that God is saying, no, 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 you're not going to fail at this. No, my son, no, my daughter, you are not going to fail at this. You might stumble a little bit, you might trip up just a little bit, but I'm not going to let you fall. Oh, hallelujah. Hello, praise dance moment. So let's recap real quick. Okay. So the four Fs, we're dropping the F bombs today. The F bombs are, they're going off. They're going off. I'm loving my graphics. Come on with the graphics, with the graphics. Come on. Frustration, fatigue, famine, failure. Boom, 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 because they are limiting beliefs. They're going to limit us in a way that we're able to perform. We're going to use Ephesians chapter four, verse one, and we're going to answer this question. How do we overcome these debilitating emotions and live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called? That is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. If we're going to combat these F-bombs, we have to use God's word. There's no other way around it. We can surround ourselves with a system. We can have a plan of action in order and ready to execute it. When we start to feel these things, even hunger, we can pack a snack. Can you put an apple? How about the carrots and the juice box? Okay. Can we keep something with us? Perhaps at the end of the day, that fruit that we have or that salad and we're on our way home and we know that we, we have more to eat, instead of throwing it away, if we took something perishable with us, if we can ask God, Lord, is there someone passing by that I can hand this to? Is there somebody that I can encounter that I can just, you know, give this to them so that they can eat? It's a simple, small gesture, and maybe sometimes we don't think about doing stuff like that because, well, it's just too small, and I'm required to do big things and do big blessings. But it does just take one small action to overcome a limiting belief that what you offer isn't good enough. Purpose enthusiasts, I just want to leave you with this. When you're reading these scriptures, insert your name so that it becomes something that makes sense to you, that you really do feel the word of God speaking to you. At the beginning of chapter four, Paul says, so I, Paul, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you, insert your name there, to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. So I, Paul, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you, Tori, to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Instead of being famished, we can seek God for fulfillment. Rather than running ourselves into the ground and becoming extremely tired, we can ask God to help us with our fatigue and adjust our schedules accordingly. Instead of frustrating ourselves and probably others, we can pray for wisdom. And before we think of all the ways that we are going to fail at something or give up before we finish it or just give in and not fight for the things that God wants us to have, we can pray. And even if we do fail at that, God, don't let me fall. Lord, I know you're still with me. Help me to turn this into the greatest magnitude of glorification of your name possible. Help me turn this around so it can glorify and honor you. And I am living a life worthy of my calling. No more limiting beliefs. I'm not going to believe the people who are walking in fear and trepidation and not believing you for your word, Lord. I'm not going to do that today. It's a daily step, a daily walk. Thank you all for being with me, for talking on purpose with Tori. This was the internet show. Welcome to this series of limiting beliefs. We're going to be here all month. But I hope that this will help you to do a deeper dive and be more introspective and recognizing when you are experiencing those beliefs and what you can do about them. Set up a system for yourself so that you can start combating these things that are going to come up and keep coming up. When we have that system, and we use God's word, our minds will be renewed.